0: Amen. Hey, how many guys been here through all four studies? Right on, all four of you. No, there's a couple more than that. Uh, but uh, hey, by way of recap, we've already dealt with the history, was our first one, if you guys recall, the history of the abortion industry, i.e., the murder of mass children movement, because that's really what it is. We dealt with the issue that once you get into the lie and have the audacity to say that God doesn't exist, which is the lie of evolution, which is what our country has done, unfortunately, and bought into, uh, then you go down a downward spiral. We saw that in Romans chapter 1 very clearly. And then once you have the audacity to say that God doesn't exist, even though there is plenty of evidence that he exists through all of his creation, hello, and the light of conscience, exactly uh, as we saw before, uh, then guess what? You not only become an immoral society, then you move to another stage, even beyond that, and then you begin to accept homosexuality, lesbianism, etc., etc. Have we got to that stage? Unfortunately, yes, we have. Then you get into Romans one, the third and final stage, and that's where man, you get, you start doing, you get a, a depraved mind, and you not only start doing some wicked, murderous, horrible things, but it even says there you start doing things you that ought not to be done, and folks murdering children by the tens of millions 60 plus million in just our own country 1.5 billion around the world is something that ought not to be done but it starts with the lie of evolution then we saw the next one was the motive why are these people doing this okay well guess what Money, money, money. As we saw these abortion people. They're making money two different ways. They're becoming millionaires if you can believe this. Okay, people go to jail. You know, called hitmen working for the mafia. They go to jail if they get caught. You know, right? Uh, but these people get paid. They get become millionaires uh, for not only the procedure of murdering the child, and the further along the child is. That's why they want to push it as far as long as possible because you get more money. You go from hundreds to thousands the longer the older the baby uh, is but they also get money off the back end they sell the baby body parts okay as well but the motive is money 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 why because the scripture tells us that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and murdering children for money folks that's certainly an evil okay then we dealt with also the church where's the church on this i mean surely we're standing strong right well, we are, but unfortunately, we saw the trend in the church. If you can believe this, many so-called churches, many so-called Christians are actually supporting abortion, okay, and jumping on the bandwagon, saying this is, a, this is a, a person's right. And then we got so-called pastors out there who are actually being pastors to Planned Parenthood, convincing the girls to take away any tinge of guilt or remorse or even say, man, maybe I shouldn't do this. They say, no, it's your spiritual right to do this. Now why is that happening? Because we saw the Bible is very clear. Hey, not everybody who professes to know Christ really belongs to Christ. And I got a personal problem and a biblical problem when you sit there and say, "Hey, God bless planned parenthood. God bless the murdering of this child." I'm sorry. I don't know that Christians can really do that, okay? Then we also dealt with the aspect last time, if you were here, the survivors of abortion. Now, we're not talking, and we didn't talk about the men and women who go along with murdering their children. We're talking about the actual children who actually survived their actual murder attempt by their mom and dad, okay? And that's a powerful argument because that's the game that they play, right? Right? They say, well, listen, uh, since we can't, you know, it's it's in the womb, right? It's covered by skin. You, you you can't see in there, which we saw. That's a lie because we have technology with 3D sonograms, 4D sonograms. Okay, it's clearly a baby. There's no excuse. Oh, by the way, God said life begins at conception anyway. You don't need a sonogram. But that's the game that we saw that they play. So it's like, it's kind of hidden in there. The baby's in there. And they say, well, that's not a baby. It's a blob, right? And since it's a blob and it's not a viable human yet, then it's okay to kill it. Well, that's the power of showing what we went through last time. All the multiple survivors, some of them don't have limbs because they were hacked off in the murder attempt, okay? But now they were kids who survived their murder attempt. Now they're adults speaking out. How do you explain that one? That's not a blob talking. That was a child who's now grown up as an adult who's telling you, I survived my own murder attempt, okay? That's a very powerful argument, uh, as we saw. Now, tonight we're going to deal with what I call the aftermath, of abortion, the aftermath of abortion. And we're going to take a look at the testimonies and specifically of women who murdered their children and the damage that it has done to them. Okay? And uh, because the reality is all people suffer. Certainly the child suffers because if they do survive, then they're typically with health problems or loss of limb, or they die. But the women's rights movement, the feminists, and the abortion industry is convincing women that this is good for you. This is, this is your right. This is your way to express yourself. This will help you. This will benefit your life. And all it does 100% of the time is destroy women's lives. It's the aftermath of abortion we're going to see. And the reason why is because the Bible's consistent. Abortion, i.e. murdering children, is called a sin. And what does the Bible say about sin? Sin destroys, right? Including the sin of abortion. You're not going to be blessed by it. You're going to be destroyed by it, and that's, again, the theme tonight. But it's also a law in Scripture. It's called you reap what you sow. Open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. That's our opening text tonight, Galatians chapter 6. Okay. And if you find Galatians, what do you do? You go to chapter 6. That's right. You guys are listening, all two of you. Praise God. Galatians chapter 6. Let's take a look there. Uh, We're going to read verses 7 through 8. Okay. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians, Galatians, Galatians. For those of you hooked on uh, something, but anyway, uh, hopefully phonics. Uh, I solved enough time. Let's read. Here's what it. Verse seven says what. Do not be what. Deceive. God cannot be mocked. Right. Why? Because here's the law, folks. A man or woman reaps what he or she what sows. Right. So if I plant a corn seed, what am I going to get? I'm going to get a whale. No, that's actually what evolution teaches, which is a lie. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, but uh, uh, you're going to get some corn, right? If I plant some peas, what am I going to get? Peas, right? If I plant a chicken, what are you going to get? A dead chicken. You don't plant chickens, but you do bury them. And get rid of them. That's a good thing. Uh, now you're paying attention. Praise God. All right. No, when you, when you plant something, you're going to get it right back. And that's what God's saying. You plant. If you sow right? what you sow, that's what you're going to get. And so here's your two options. The one who sows or plans to please your what? Your sinful nature. What's the sinful nature? That's that selfish thing. That's that rebellious part of us. It's just like Satan. I want my way. I'm going to do it my way. My way or the highway. Me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. You sow to that thing, guess what you're going to get? From that nature, you're going to reap a wonderful life. It's going to be a fulfilling life. You will have freedom beyond your wildest dreams. And isn't that what the lie of abortion says? Right? But that selfish thing. you're going to reap destruction, man. It's a law. It's going to happen. Right? But here's your other option, the great option. But the one who sows to please what? The Spirit, i.e. God, from the Spirit, God will re- reap eternal life. Okay? So that's the law that God puts before us every day and every single decision. Right? If you want to follow that selfish, sinful nature and do your own thing, what are you going to get? Destruction. How many times? Half the time? 60%? No, it's 100%, man. It's just like putting the corn in the ground. You're going to get corn. Okay, it's the same thing. You sow to that sinful, if that's your modus of operandus, what you do in life, I'm going to do my thing. It's all about me. You're going to reap destruction every single time. It's called sin, right? And again, you've heard me say it before. Sin hurts, sin harms, sin destroys. And the most loving thing that you could do, Galatians, Paul goes on and he says, you who are spiritual, restore a brethren who's fallen in Sin. In other words, you want to demonstrate your spirituality. When you see a brother or sister who's going down a sinful route, what are you supposed to do? Speak up. Why? Because sin hurts, sin harms, sin destroys. The last thing you want to do is keep your mouth shut. Right? And how many people are afraid to even speak up? We've dealt with this before. Even discipline in the church. Nobody wants to uh, confront issues. But demonstrate your spirituality by, listen, loving that person enough to speak up because you see what they aren't ready at this point to admit. They're going down a sinful route, and it's going to lead to destruction. But I love you enough to speak up and say, come back to God's word that says, turn from that path of destruction, come back and do it God's way, and be blessed. That's love. Isn't that the kind of friends you want? Okay, it's the same thing, even when it's confronting the sin of abortion. We have to speak up because it's going to lead 100% of the time to what? Destruction. And again, not just with the child. We're going to see tonight with the ladies. Children are destroyed through abortion. Women are destroyed. We're going to see families are destroyed. Marriages are destroyed. Society itself is destroyed. That's what we saw last time with Molech, right? The land was cursed. The Israelites who followed Molech, sacrificing the babies in Molech. Just the same thing going on today with modern-day abortion. They're Molech supporters, Molech worshipers, okay? It destroys the land, right? And it's the same thing that's happening today, okay? And again, so my question tonight is why? Why do people, and how do they get tricked into knowingly going down this sinful route of this behavior called abortion, the murdering of children, and actually think somehow you're going to come out on top when God says it's a sin, and just like any sin, you're going to be destroyed. How do they get into that trap? Well, it's the same trick, believe it or not, that Satan used He uses on women today. It's the exact same trick he uses on women today that he used on the very first woman back in the garden. Open your Bibles to Genesis 3. Let's take a look. How did Satan deceive the first woman? Right? All right. Genesis chapter 3. If you find Revelation, what do you do? Just close it. Start all over again at the very beginning. Right? Genesis chapter 3. Right? Or take a serious left okay but genesis chapter 3 we're going to read verses 1 through 7 around there and let's take a look at the how did man fall right how did satan dupe mankind starting with eve of course well here's what he said now the the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord god had made and he said to the woman listen what was the first thing did god really say you must not eat from the tree in any garden stop right there what's that doubt right can i translate that for you today Do you really think that that's a child in there? I don't know about that. you really think that's a baby in there? It's the first step. Doubt. Then the woman said to the serpent, Well, we may eat from the the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will what? Die. Death is going to come as a result of this decision. And then what's Satan do? He starts with doubt. What's the second one? You will not surely die. What's that? That's called a lie, right? It's a lie. It's the same thing, folks. The same procedure he did with the first woman. He do, does it with women today. You won't die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, no, remember, it's all about what I want, not what God wants. See how she got she got swayed? Doubt, lie, now it's about me. Not what God wants. Right? And that's what she said. This good tree is good for the uh, food and for the pleasing of the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Okay, and you guys know the rest of the story. Uh, things went bad from there. But so first he starts with doubt, then he moves in with a lie, and then he uh, uh, moves in with deceit, which leads to death. Right? Now, one more scripture and then we're going to move on. John chapter 8. Now, this is why Jesus said that Satan is not only the father of lies, but there's a second characteristic he brings about. He calls him a murderer. And he specifically says he's been one from the beginning. And what do you think he's talking about? The beginning of creation. It's the same thing, folks. And Jesus reiterates it. John chapter 8, we're going to look at verse 42 through 44. Right? And uh, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to them, hey, listen, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now am here. I've not come on my own, but he, God, sent me. And in fact, why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the who? The devil, the devil. Woo! And you want to what? You want to ca- uh, carry out your father's desire. Now he gives you a couple characteristics. The devil was what? Jesus speaking. He was a what? A murderer from the beginning. From What's he talking about? The creation account not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in them. And when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar And the what? Where did lies start? Satan, he's the father of lies, which includes the lie of abortion, that it's acceptable that that's not a baby and somehow you're gonna come out on top. It's a lie. Satan is the one who's inspiring this lie of murdering children. Satan is the one who's deceiving ladies' people into murdering their children. It's the same tactic he did back then. Okay, same thing. You see, you gotta understand, folks, I've said this before. I remember an instructor drilled this into my head. It wasn't just Satan lied, it got got eve to doubt, and and then lied to mess up their quote, walk with God. No, he knew that when they sinned, they would die. You get it? Satan did it to kill them. That's why Jesus said he's not just a liar and the father of all lies, he's what? He's a murderer and he's been one from the beginning it's the same thing today again ladies think that somehow they're going to come out on top that's not really a baby and they get tricked into destroying and killing their babies that's what satan wants and what we're going to see again tonight they sometimes even kill themselves because they can't take it they know what they did was wrong but this is all coming from satan now if you think that's too harsh to say that satan is the one who's inspiring the abortion movement the mass murder of children lying to see i got this video man this is very disturbing Okay, but this is a guy, I once again, praise God for cell phones, not in the big brother sense, uh, but at least stuff that you're going to get, the media won't report, but this is a guy who's witnessing outside an abortion clinic, i.e. a mass murder of children clinic. Remember, use the right terminology. And the, the abortion doctor, the guy who's been killing the babies all day long, he comes out and listen to this guy's voice, his attitude and what he says about murdering children this is wild you tell me this is not satanic let's take a look sir you gotta Thank repent you. sir babies. you gotta repent sir for murdering babies why because it's a sin before <sighs> God why Wow. <sighs> stinky
1: breath yeah it's pretty it's pretty evil of you sir yeah I am and, and I hope and pray that you
2: yeah
1: well wow, that's what you do to babies huh
2: yeah I love it
1: you love
0: it huh yeah I do okay I hope that you come to Christ sir. oh I'd ever go to Christ I hope that you come to Christ. No, so. I don't go to Christ. Yeah, you... I you, don't listen to Christ. You, you will have a darkened heart, sir. So. I do have a darkened yeah. heart. Yeah. You have a darkened heart. I do. I do. Very, very much And so. you will stand yeah. before God in judgment. Yes, day I Monday. will. Every day. You will stand before God in judgment. Yes, day. I will. Every day. All of the babies that I you I love have it. Feel. I love it. Yeah. Keep tearing the babies apart. Yeah, I will. Keep tearing the babies apart. I will. Keep tearing the babies apart. Yes, sir. The what? babies, their blood screams from the ground. That ain't natural. It tells you the spirit behind this, folks. There's something satanic going on. Why? Because guess what? Who's behind the liar? Who's the father of all lies? Who's a murderer and been one from the beginning? What's abortion all about? Murdering children. Lying to ladies thinking you It's all satanic, folks. This is what's going on, okay? And, uh, and again, how sick and twisted has it become, talk about lies, that our country... Puts these kind of laws forth. You think they would outlaw this, mass murder of children. But instead, here's the laws that we get passed. If you kill a pre-born sea turtle, you get a $100,000 fine and one year in prison. If you kill a pre-born bald eagle, you get a $250,000 fine, two years in prison. But if you kill a pre-born baby, no penalty. That's your right. Your life's going to be great. And you wonder why. Again, the wrath of God is coming upon our nation. But this is what Satan does, folks. Our whole nation's being duped. Okay, This is what he's been doing from the beginning. He gets people to doubt God's word that this is a baby. He lies to them and says that it's a blob. Then he deceives them into murdering their own child and sometimes themselves. Why? Because he's a murderer and he's been one from the beginning. It's the same pattern. Okay, Now, to further reiterate this lying, deception, murderous behavior, satanic behavior Okay, that people are falling for, we're going to listen to several testimonies tonight of ladies who've unfortunately been there, done that, Okay, and let's walk through the process of doubt and deception and deceit that they have gone through. Now, the first lie that Satan throws out at these women, okay, to get them to murder their children is, the first one is, hey, it's just a blob. It's just a blob. And since it's just a blob, it's okay to kill the baby. And what you're about to see is these people know that it is a baby, and they purposely don't let the ladies see it on the sonogram. Watch this.
2: As the nurse
3: was performing the ultrasound, I watched her and she was looking at my baby on the monitor. And I asked her, I said, can I see my baby? And she took the monitor literally with her hands and turned it away from me.
1: As I was watching the monitor, the nurse and the doctor asked me not to watch. They turned the monitor away.
4: And I turned to look at the screen and thought, that looks like a baby. Well, she got very upset and yelled at me and said, turn around, don't you dare look at that. We'd put her on that table and find just a blob in her abdomen. And we all have blobs. Men and women have blobs in their abdomen.
5: So at 18, just out of high school, I decided to go through with this abortion. I was told it was a blob of tissue.
4: I believed that it was just a blob of tissue inside of my uterus. I did not believe that it was a baby inside of me at the time.
6: They explained it to me that it was a blob, that it wasn't anything yet. But I needed to have
4: this abortion as soon as possible before this blob of tissue turns into a baby. The nurse asked
7: me if I was okay with the procedure. And I said, no, I really wasn't because it seemed like it was killing a baby. But they all looked very professional. They showed me a film strip of just blobs of tissue. So I thought, they're the adults,
4: they're the professionals. This must be okay. So I went ahead with the procedure. And she told me that it wasn't even a baby yet, that it was just a clump of cells. And I didn't know anything about fetal development, so I believed her. And in fact, I felt relieved because I thought, well, if it's not a baby yet, then I'm not doing anything wrong. And they had the screen turned away from me and I asked
3: to see it. And she said, I don't think it's a good idea. I told her, no, I really wanted to see it before I went through with it. So she ran the probe across my stomach and turned the screen towards me and showed me a dot on the screen. I thought, that's it. Well, I can do this. I bought the lie. I now know she didn't show me my baby. She just showed me a dot on the screen so that I would go through with the abortion.
0: Wow. So even the abortionists know that those are children, and they're still going through with it. Now, that's a lie. Oh, that's right who's the father of all lives Satan right now that's just the first lie. the second lie that they tell ladies is hey don't worry don't be scared it won't hurt at all really well that's not what the ladies experience let's take a look at this one
4: I remember them inserting some kind of uh, vacuum and then this loud noise came on they turned on the vacuum machine and it was a
3: loud horrible noise The sound of that vacuum machine, I'll never forget that noise.
8: The the awful sound of the vacuum um, extracting the baby.
3: And as they began the procedure, my body felt like it was being violently shaken off of the table, and they were yelling at me to be still,
4: and tears were streaming down my face. The sound of this machine was like this ghoulish generator, and then the pain hit me. I've never felt something so painful and so awful as that procedure. It was excruciating pain. It was excruciatingly painful, and I almost passed out. I asked for a double volume that they offered to give us to calm our nerves, but it wasn't enough to subdue the pain. The kind psychiatrist that gave me the advice turned into a very cold, cold calculating abortionist. Basically, he said, you'll feel a little tug, it'll hurt a little bit, and that's it. Well, it was, it was much more than that.
7: It was the feeling
4: of my child being ripped from my body. And immediately, the tears just started rolling down my eyes. I was regretful at that instant, but it was too late for me to say anything or to do anything.
6: But I don't think anything hurt as much as my heart and soul hurt that moment. Because lying on that table, I realized what they were doing. And it was too late to stop. They sucked the life out of my body that I knew I'd never be able to get back.
3: And what I thought about was how could something that's a woman's right cause so much pain? and I knew right then and there, I had made the biggest mistake of my life.
5: I tried to sit up to see what was going on and she pushed me back down and put her back to me and put her hand on my chest. And I kept trying to get up because I wanted to see and she took a pillow and put it on top of me again, trying to block my view. I saw her pick up a trash can and then again, she was trying to almost straddle to keep me from seeing. But at that time, I saw a nurse come in at another angle, and she was carrying a trash bag. My mother gasped, and she said, Oh, my God, it's twins. And I heard one nurse say to the other nurse, It's twins. And then she took the trash bag, and she tied it in a knot, and she walked out. And I can see it just as clear as day. She walked out with the twins in that trash bag. The nurse looked
7: up at me and, smiling, said, Oh, look, twins. And I can remember screaming, Oh, my God, what have I done? And then I began to scream, Stop, stop. And I was trying to get up off the table, and the abortionist began to scream at me and tell me to lay still and the nurse had to come and kind of put her body over mine to hold me down Mm.
0: Satan gets them to buy into the doubt and here comes the lie and every one of those ladies as soon as the procedure starts they realize they were duped just like Eve But it's too late. Then Satan keeps going, and what he says, he says, You know what? It's just harmless. Just harmless. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. This procedure not only murders the children, it destroys the woman's body. Okay, let's take a look at this. Two days after the abortion, I was sitting at the place where I lived, the home where I lived, and started cramping severely. And so I went into the bathroom and had gone to the
4: bathroom and went to wipe myself and and felt as though I had passed something. And when I looked down, in my hand was my baby. And I remember seeing the hands and the feet and that the skin was translucent and tiny, you know, tiny little thing. And when the eyes were forming, and I was so horrified that I dropped the baby and and flushed the toilet because I couldn't imagine that that's what I had just seen. And I ran to the phone to call the abortion facility to tell them what had happened. And all they had to say to me was, well, that's too bad. And then they hung up on me.
6: Pieces of my child had actually been left inside of me. I had developed an infection, which led to the bleeding. And then my doctor proceeded to tell me that I could have died from the infection, I could have bled to death, or he might have even had to perform a hysterectomy, which I could have never had children, and I was only 18 years
8: old. The caller ID said it was Laura calling. We were always so happy to hear from her. She was such a joy. When I answered the phone, though I didn't hear Laura's voice, I heard screaming and crying. I could make out four words. Laura, not breathing, emergency room, and abortion. I immediately called the hospital, and I finally got the doctor in the ER to talk to me. He was telling me everything they did for Laura, how hard they worked on her. And I kept praying the whole time, God, give her a chance. Then the doctor got to the end of the sentence, and he said two words that hit me like thunder. He said, she's gone. The oxygen was sucked out of my room when he said those words. We got there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Laura was brought down to the morgue. I have not led a sheltered life, but nothing prepared me for this. To see my beautiful daughter wheeled out on a gurney in a body bag. He unzipped the body bag and inside was laying my beautiful daughter
1: with all the tubes still attached to her. I'm a nurse and I've worked in the intensive care unit. And a few years back a young girl came to our hospital with her boyfriend, who she had just had an abortion two days prior and she was bleeding very badly with a fever. She was taken to surgery immediately and ended up with a hysterectomy. She also was brought into our intensive care unit after her surgery and eventually she passed away. As the parents came to the hospital, I watched a father lay across okay his daughter's bed weeping that he would never hear her voice or talk to his daughter again
0: looks pretty harmful to me Satan only got him to kill their own child but Ladies die because of this. And somehow they do survive. There's all kinds of physical complications that go on. They would never tell you. Let me give you a list. As a result of abortion, murdering your child, you run the risk of including hemorrhage, requiring transfusion, perforation of the uterus, cardiac arrest, endotoxic shock, Major unintended surgery, infection resulting in hospitalization, convulsions, undiagnosed ectopic, which is tubal pregnancy, cervical laceration, uterine rupture, and death, as you saw just two occurrences there. Abortion also, listen, and these are medical journals, folks. Why isn't this being put out in the news? Abortion can increase your risk for breast cancer. Hasn't that been on the increase for quite a few decades? What's also been allowed for the last several decades? Abortion. Do you think there's a link there? I think maybe it's milk or maybe it's this or maybe it's this. A, a review, and this is a medical journal, okay, and it says, uh, reviewing 23 studies on breast cancer and abortion, they identified 17 of those studies indicated an increased risk of breast cancer among women having abortions. abortion. So 17 out of 23, you're going to get breast cancer. That's a pretty high number. So much for being... Harmless. But Satan, he's a liar. That's what he does. And he wants to murder, man, whether it be the child or you, right? Uh, He keeps going. He's not satisfied. The next thing you know he tells, ladies? Okay, listen. Tell you what. Maybe you're kind of, maybe you're thinking it was a baby. Okay, whatever. Um, But don't worry. You can have babies later. Really? A lot of them that go through this procedure, you ain't having kids watch this
1: I got married at 20 years old and shortly after that decided to have children and as time went on was not able to conceive as I went to a doctor to find out why I was then told because of all the scar tissue that was in my uterus because of my choice of abortion that I possibly would never be able to conceive a child. I ended up having 12 surgeries, laparoscopies, DNCs, fertility drugs. I had about four to five miscarriages, all due to the choice that I made two years or three years prior to that.
7: I went to the doctors and had a laparoscopy and a dye test. They showed me on the screen where my tubes were blocked, and it was from the suction of the machine for, because of the abortions. One of my tubes was 90% blocked, the other one was 100% blocked. The doctor told me that because of all of that scarring in my uterus from the abortions, that I had been left infertile, and that most likely I would not become pregnant again. I lay on the table and started thinking, how am I gonna tell my husband that I'm not gonna be able to have children with him? It was the reality of knowing that the only three children I would ever bear,
0: I killed. Isn't that another thing that's on the rise? Not only an increase of breast cancer, but infertility going crazy. wonder why. Watch this. See if you can guess who this is. Actual testimony. A lady, she says, I had an abortion at 17 and it was the worst thing I ever did. I was two months uh, gone when I realized, and I went to my mom. She said, without pausing for breath, you have to get rid of it. She told me where the clinic was and then virtually pushed me off. She was so angry. She said, I got myself in a mess, and now she had to get me out. But she didn't come. I went alone. She said, I was terrified. I was full of the uh, with other young girls there, and they were all terrified. And and everybody's looking at each other, and nobody's saying a word. And she said, I howled my way through it, but and it was horrible. She said, I would never recommend it to anyone because it comes back to haunt you. She said, then when I, I tried to have children, I lost three. And I think it's because something happened to my cervix during the abortion. And after three miscarriages, they had to, put, quote, put a stitch in it. That's Sharon Osborne, Ozzie Osborne's wife. Even she admits. But fertility, the grown uh, rates, and again, I'm reading from medical journals, the grown rates of infertility. Okay, after a woman has had an abortion, uh, many researchers are reluctant to name surgical abortion, i.e. murdering children, as a uh, possible causal factor. Why? Because abortion is such a controversial issue. Any expert who speaks up and links abortion with a negative side effect, listen, quote, is regarded as a secret pro-lifer and is in danger of committing professional suicide. Interesting choice of words. Such a scientist or researcher risk being shunned by colleagues and ridiculed in the media and professional journals. So they know it, but they're not going to do it because they don't want the word to get out. Now, let me give you some proof. Uh, West African women involved in 11 uh, issues of infertility, than anyone from anywhere from 2 to 15 years' duration, all these women had a previous uh, a termination of pregnancy, i.e. abortion, And uh, between 10 and 26 weeks of gestation, okay, what they found out was they had retained fetal baby bones and tissue uh, inside of them in the canal there. Uh, Hysteroscopy has then performed to remove the bone fragments, and then 8 out of 11 women subsequently conceived spontaneously. So in other words, there were still baby parts inside the woman that was keeping them from getting pregnant. And some of the ladies, once they removed the baby parts, had been there all that time. They were able to conceive. Others still couldn't. It wasn't going to happen. And that's what it's saying. The retention of baby tissue. In a first trimester abortion, the doctor uh, performs what is known as an incomplete abortion, sometimes accidentally leaving some tissue in the uterus. We saw that sometimes it's not accidentally. Sometimes, remember that one guy? He stopped because he realized the baby was further along, and he says, I'm not going to continue until you give me more money. Remember that? We saw that last time. So they leave parts in there but when the baby tissue is left behind the womb it can rot it can cause severe infection it can cause permanent damage to the female reproductive organs and can result in sterility or miscarriage of future pregnancies. Also they run the risk of infections or what's called pelvic inflammatory disease PID which is an inflammation of the uterus the fallopian tubes and the ovaries. Uh, Also the usage of the instruments when they go in there not just with the vacuum but remember that's just for the first trimester when the baby gets bigger Okay they can't suck it out through the tube they have to use these devices and literally rip the baby apart piece by piece arm by arm limb by limb and what that does is that not only further spreads infection but again you could also damage uh, the internal sides as well a Scandinavian study found that women with previous uh, uh, pelvic inflammatory disease had a decrease in fertility following the abortion and in some cases multiple uh, abortions cause scarring on top of the cervix or inside the uterus and any procedure that dilates the cervix which is necessary step during most abortions can weaken it, it can affect the ability of an embryo to implant into the uterus or the ability of your cervix to support a pregnancy. In other words, you're not going to get pregnant anymore. It destroys your insides, right? Okay. Now, also because of abortion, okay, and this is often used to fulfill this goal, delaying childbearing. You know why? Because what is our child's, thanks to the lie of feminism, which who started that lie? Who's the father of lies, right? But what is the lie from feminism? Children are bad, children are a nuisance, so is getting married and families. And for you weak ladies who just eventually, unfortunately, crack, and you don't get out there and prove that you can do everything a man can do, okay, then, um, okay, later you can do it. Well, see, that's the lie. First of all, what's the Bible say about children? Children are a blessing from God. Children are a gift from God. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And that was certainly my dad's theory. That's called free yard work, right? You work on a farm, that's a farmhand. right? Blessed is the man. You got more help. Woohoo! there's a tractor driver right there. Praise God, we need another one. So, but seriously, children are a blessing from God, right? The scripture is very clear about that. Marriage, is that a torment? You didn't say that very confident, married people, right? right? No, it's a gift from God, right? Adam and Eve, that was a blessing, right? Uh, and procreation, that was a gift from God that comes with marriage, by the way. Right? But the the lie of feminism and the abortion industry is no, you can wait, you can wait till later. Go do your career, go do your thing, whatever, you know, uh try to be a man is all you want. Uh and then later you're gonna have it. Mm. Now what happens with that lie, they're saying, is not only you are damaged by the abortion, if you sometimes you die yourself, which means you're not gonna have a kid, you're dead. Okay. Sorry to be blunt. Uh, but also what's gonna happen, it says here, is you push it further, and guess what, ladies, your body what? The body itself, the older you get, the less chances. But again, on top of that, so you're pushing it further away, decreasing just naturally your chances by age. But in order to delay the childbearing, guess what they're using as a form of, quote, birth control? Abortion. That's the whole point is what they're saying there in this point. Now, let me give you one more. It's also the estrogen connection, they call it. A growing body of scientific evidence uh, suggests that while a number of factors may be to blame for the rising of infertility rates, one of the greatest could be the excess of estrogen. Now listen, an excess of estrogen hormone can affect ovulation in women, and some experts also believe that uterine fibroids, endometriosis, and ovarian cysts and infections of the reproductive organs, all of which can impair fertility in women, are often as a result of estrogen overload. You're think, well, where am I going with this? Well, what do you think the body produces when you get pregnant? I'm not talking to guys. I'm talking to ladies. Okay. Uh, two of you get that later. Well, many experts would agree that the excess estrogen can be a causal factor in f- fertility, listen, most would avoid all suggestion that abortion may also be a contributing cause because of the, quote, again, the politics involved. So they don't want to talk about that. Now, by seven to eight weeks gestation, a pregnant woman's blood already contains six times more estrogen than it did at the time of conception. More than twice the highest level attained in the non-pregnant state. Now, so what they're saying is you're continually getting pregnant and you're continually, you may have several abortions in a year. You get a baby, you get a baby once a year. right? But you're having continual abortions and so your estrogen levels are spiking On a constant basis and here's you think well well how do they get it to go down quote whereas after the pregnancy i.e., you carry the baby to term many women breastfeed and that suppresses the production of estrogen you see how God's got it all designed so when the baby's born and then you breastfeed then it makes the estrogen levels to go back down but what are these ladies doing with abortion you're getting repeatedly pregnant and you have no way to get those levels to go down because you're killing your children. You don't have a chance to breastfeed, is what they're saying. Let me give you a couple more. Satan also says, uh, You know what? I'll tell you what. I know you're getting concerned at this point, but just trust me, he says, You'll be fine. Your life will turn out great. Really?
5: Don't think so. Listen to the ladies again. The grief and trauma and shame that we as women deal with with this choice. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy.
6: When I walked out of that clinic and I walked down Santa Monica Boulevard, I knew I was a different person. I felt like there was something evil inside of me. I felt like I could do anything and there were really no boundaries anymore. I felt murderous. I felt unloving and uncompassionate.
5: I didn't realize that after I would have these complications and that I'd really be struggling emotionally they didn't tell me any of that. I wish somebody had.
3: And I remember putting on my mask, going to church crying myself to sleep every night in your arms still and we would just justify it and say we did what we had to do but for 12 years that went on. I began wearing a mask to hide the shame and guilt of what I had done I began partying in nightclubs and drinking to the point of getting falling down drunk. I used illegal drugs, anything I could use to numb the pain that I was in. So I went back to school, pretended like it didn't happen, but I started drinking and smoking some pot and trying to get rid of the pain that was just so deep.
4: I just remember a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, even experimenting with certain drugs. I became very promiscuous, I started
6: drinking more,
4: taking drugs. I immediately started to drink, I used drugs. I began
7: to drink more, I used more drugs. I began to just live in the bars, drink heavily, do drugs, became very sexually active. I started drinking, I started doing drugs and I became very promiscuous.
3: I was sexually promiscuous because I had no self-worth. I didn't believe I deserved love. I hated myself.
6: I knew deep inside of me that what I had done was take the life of my own
5: child. And I was drowning in this party atmosphere just to numb myself from the pain that I was feeling that I had taken the life of my own baby. I felt
4: empty and I would cry and I couldn't understand my feelings. This was my right to do this all the feminists said is my body my
6: right this was going to help me why didn't I feel that way as time went on my heart got more and more empty and I tried more and more things to try to fill it up more drugs more work more accomplishments, another degree in school increasingly dysfunctional relationships I went through
4: angry spells where I hated men or I hated myself or, you know, I hated other people. I was in a downward spiral of
3: self-destruction that lasted years.
6: They said my life would get back to normal again. It's never been back to normal again. I just felt
3: shame. I felt guilt. I would grieve and I grieved for my two children that I wanted so desperately and I know I could never have. I wanted to meet them, I wanted to
6: see, see what they would have looked like, their voices.
3: And I never gave them the chance to live, and I lived with this every single day.
0: Now you're not fine, and they know it. One hundred percent of the time you're not fine all kinds of problems quote data suggests deterioration in mental health here's other side effects of abortion murdering the child regret anger guilt shame sense of loneliness or isolation loss of self-confidence insomnia nightmares can go into a bunch of accounts with the ladies' dream of their babies, and their babies coming back, and why did you kill me? It's just they're tormented every night. Relationship issues. They, they can't keep a relationship. They're hard to get close. They, they don't want to get close to a guy. They don't want to get close even to their, if they do have children later, if they can have children, it messes up that relationship because they're constantly feeling guilty. Uh, eating disorders. Is that on the rise? Uh, depression. Anxiety. Is that on the rise? Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, suicidal thoughts and feelings. Listen to this. Ladies who have an abortion, they are 110% more likely to abuse alcohol. We certainly saw that. They are 155% more likely to commit suicide. And they are 220% more likely to abuse marijuana. Why? Because they know it was wrong. It's tearing them up on the inside. And they're trying to drown the pain out. So much for being a great thing for your life. That's a lie. Ladies are being lied to. Children are being murdered. Ladies' lives are being lied to, just like the first woman. They're being deceived by the great deceiver. Let me give you another one. They say, hey, you know what? You'll you'll just move on in life. I know it's hard right now, but you'll forget about the whole thing. Really? Some ladies can't take the pain anymore. And they make another mistake. Let's watch this.
4: I was so numb inside and full of self-loathing, just deeply depressed, and I, it finally just get to a point where I no longer wanted to live. I felt I could no longer go on. I
5: began to um, have suicidal thoughts, and I made a suicide attempt. I remember pouring a whole bottle of Valium in my hand and a whole bottle of Librium in my hand. and. I don't know how many aspirin I poured in my hand because I just felt like everything was just completely out of control that I can remember taking them all. I was listening to depressing music. I was in a
7: pit and I could not get out. I even tried to kill myself. I turned the gas on in the oven and thank God a friend came to the door. I tried two other times to kill myself as well. My life was out of control. After these five abortions I began asking myself what am I doing? What am I doing? And I started to realize that I was on this merry-go-round of self-destruction and feeling like I couldn't get off and that it had to stop. I could see that it was almost as though there was a spirit of death, a spirit of destruction that not only was having control over my life, but literally felt like that spirit was living inside of me and becoming who I was.
1: Mm.
0: Suicide. This is, uh, again, from a a study in Finland. Uh, Suicide after abortion. There are much more common, obviously, after abortion than in the general population. In fact, so much so that the suicide rate after an abortion was three times the general suicide rate. Triples it. As we saw, 155% are more likely to kill themselves. Why? Because you violated a biblical rule. You reap what you sow. Murder, including the murder of a child, is sin. And 100% of the time, What will sin do to a person? Sin hurts, sin harms, sin destroys. And that's what we see here. Let me give you one more. Satan's lie, it says, hey, listen. It's all about you. Remember how Eve, right? When she finally getting ready to bite the apple, what what, what did her mindset turn to? Me. It's good for food. It's what I like. It's pleasing to the eye. It's going to give me wisdom. It's all about my stature, right? And that's what Satan says. It's it's about you. Don't you understand? We are making this available to you, i.e. mass murder of children on demand, because it's all about you and a woman's rights. I don't think so. Let's take a look at what they're actually doing to women.
4: these feminist groups do not care about women. They care about abortion. And we need to start talking about this. We need to start asking all our pro-abortion friends, family members, colleagues, politicians, why do women need abortion? Don't you understand all the trauma that we suffer because of this? All the depression, the suicide attempts, the uh, uh, alcohol and drug abuse, the infertility, and even the death. Women are dying from their so-called legal right
2: to choose. Sin starts the same way every time. It starts with a lie. It's not really a, a human being. You can do this and forget about it. It's a simple procedure. It won't have any effect. You don't really love the girl you got pregnant. You don't want to marry her. You're doing her a service by paying for this abortion. But sin is not satisfied with the lie because the lie's aim is ownership. Just as all sin, when we, when we engage the lie, its aim will be to own us because with ownership comes its true aim and that's destruction. The woman on the table who has the abortion despite all the lies of our culture, knows what she has done. And that knowledge will destroy her but for the intervening grace of God.
0: And that's the key. So, odds are, even those of you here tonight, those of you watching online, you may have actually gone through with this and fell for this lie yourself. I've got family members, myself, that have fallen for this lie. Maybe that's why our attendance isn't really that big, because people are scared of confronting maybe something that they themselves did. I don't know. But that's where, praise God, the grace of God comes into play. You don't need to take drugs. You don't need to act like it didn't happen. You don't need to certainly make another mistake and kill yourself. You don't need to destroy yourself with even more sexual immorality, you do what you do with any and all sin, and you come to Jesus. And ask you own up to it, and ask him to forgive you. And the scripture says, if we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and to cleanse us from how much? All unrighteousness. That's what the ladies need. That's what will counter the lie and the truth. Not only those who may be contemplating that, but unfortunately those who, unfortunately, have already fallen for the lie. That's what we need to share with them as well. Uh, uh, The feminists in Planned Parenthood, they're going along with this uh, lie They came from who? Satan. Uh, But not just them. Guess who else is going on? In fact, they're making it their campaign. It rhymes with the Democrat Party. Can you guess who it is? Oh, that's right, the Democrat Party. You guys are wonderful rhymers tonight. Okay. They too say that they're here. What's the premise? The Democrat party. We're here for women. We're here for children. We're here for families, real needs for real people. That's right. And we're here to guarantee your right for abortion. And what we saw straight from the lady's mouth, is that really helping ladies? No, it's killing children and it's destroying ladies, whole families, it's destroying our society. And believe it or not, as we saw the chart before, I've already shared it twice, in the biggest historical pot of people running for a Democratic candidate in this next upcoming presidential election, there's not one pro-lifer. Not one. In fact, one of the new guys that are popping back on, even though he lied and said he wasn't going to run, but now he's he's running. It's Mr. Beto, right? Here's what he says. Remember, he's supposed to be for women and for families and children. Here's what he said at a recent interview. Give it up for the cell phone. Let's take a look.
2: Thank you for asking the question. There was a question over here.
6: Yes. um, Are you for third trimester abortions, or are you going to protect the lives of third trimester babies? because you know there's really not a medical necessity for abortion it's not a medical emergency procedure because typically third trimester abortions take up to three days to have so you would in that sense if there was an an emergency the doctors would just do a c-section and you don't have to kill the baby in that essence so are you for or against third trimester abortions
0: so the, the question is about abortion
2: and reproductive rights and, and my answer to you is that that should be a decision that the woman makes. Uh, about her own body. Uh.
0: And they cheered their own destruction, let alone the life of children. Wow. I said it before, I'll say it again. That's always the throwback. He didn't answer the question. He reworded it, and he said it's all about a woman's right to choose. I'm sorry, But no woman and no man has a right to choose to kill a child. But that's the ruse that's being played. Now you know why I keep calling them the Democrat Party. Now it's apparently turned into the Death Party. And based on what we saw tonight, they are the Women and Children Destroyer Party. Don't you want to vote for them, folks? I don't think so. You could also call them the Molech Supporters. Because, folks, that's really what's going on. History is repeating itself. And we have a whole political party in our own country that is supporting that. Why? Because they've fallen for a lie. And can I tell you something? They're lying too. And who's the father of all lies? Satan. Okay? Now, Lord willing, next time we're going to get into, Lord willing, I think we're going to do two more studies. Next time we're going to get into the response of abortion, Lord willing. And this one I want to take a look at, all right, when those people come up to us, like the Democrats, and they say, so how do you respond to them? How do you come back biblically, philosophically, uh, factually, okay? And how do you not fall for their web of deceit? Because remember, they use terminology to get off target. And how do we witness to those people, right? We'll deal with that, Lord willing, next time. Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple of things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death? In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, The the Ten Commandments, the the ninth one says, You shall not bear false witness. That's lying. Okay. How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. uh, uh, Even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that's the same thing. Uh, It's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what do we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I'm a a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place, so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God, both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us. That disqualified us for heaven. Right, And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, For instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed, the judges said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty, Uh, you even admit you're guilty, and uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row it's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know it's actually on historical record that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty and they've refused to take it. And so even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive his pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what he was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven.